from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope.
to know more on our programs you are welcome to write to us on this postal address adventist media center post box 1446 market yard pune 41037 maharashtra india you can also log into our website to hear all our programs which is www.awr.org before we hear god's word here's a melodious song there's a gentle breeze that's blowing by the river and it brings a calm assurance to my soul as i feel your presence So 
from the studios of Adventist Media Center, Pune. We have Helen Jacob presenting God's Word. Welcome back, dear listeners. You are tuned to the Adventist Media Center, Pune. Our study for today is based on the many leaders in the Bible. We'll go through a few of them. I am Helen Jacob, the English radio speaker, producer. Let us pause for a moment of prayer. Dear Gracious Father in Heaven, we bring our humble praise to you and thank you for the marvelous way in reaching out to us. Please bless the listeners and guide my thoughts, Lord, as we reflect on the lives of great characters in your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The Bible has been around for thousands of years. Amazing characters in the Bible inspire us in many ways. The depth of character within the people of the biblical stories is astounding. They faced great challenges and overcame them with faith and endurance. For leaders in business today, there is much to learn from these ordinary people who made decisions that transformed them into extraordinary legends. Organizational leadership is in dire need of that level of conviction and determination. The characters of the Bible can teach us a great deal. Let us focus on a few of them and be encouraged to follow these stalwarts. Number one, Noah. Built up. Leaders do what's right even if they are alone. This story of Noah and the flood is a familiar one which is recorded in the book of Genesis chapter 6 and 7. The Lord observed that the wickedness of man, even their thoughts and imagination, was consistently and totally evil. God is despairing over the wickedness that has overtaken humanity. Reluctantly, he decides to wipe out the human race and start from scratch. God was sorry to see human beings in this wicked condition. But Noah, however, is the only one who has not been corrupted. He found favor with God. He was given instructions to build a large boat and he did it in obedience. God confirms his covenant with Noah and said, You and your wife, your three sons and their wives will enter the boat. Further instructions were given concerning the animals and birds. Provision for safety was there. The ark was in the process of being built up. But only they had to choose to be saved from the coming doom. Literally, the whole world was doing what was wrong. But did that deter Noah from doing what was good? Not a chance. Ellen G. White describes in her book, Patriarchs and Prophets, page 91 and 92. Men put God out of their knowledge and worshipped the creatures of their own imagination. And as a result, they became more and more debased. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of their heart was only evil continually. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. God had given man his commandments as a rule of life, but his law was transgressed, and every conceivable sin was a result. The wickedness of men was open and daring. Justice was trampled in the dust and the cries of the oppressed reached unto heaven. Amid the prevailing corruption, Methuselah, Noah, 
and many others labored to keep alive the knowledge of the true God and to stay the tide of moral evil. A hundred and twenty years before the flood, the Lord, by a holy angel, declared to Noah his purpose and directed him to build an ark. While building the ark, he was to preach that God would bring a flood of water upon the earth to destroy the wicked. His message was received with ridicule. A message of warning was given to all for 120 years through God's prophet, but people mocked and ridiculed Noah and rejected his words. In page 97 of Patriarchan Prophet, Ellen G. White describes, The period of their probation was about to expire. Noah had faithfully followed the instructions which he had received from God. The ark was finished. Now the servant of God made his last solemn appeal to the people. With an agony of desire that words cannot express, he entreated them to seek a refuge while it might be found. Again they rejected his words and raised their voice in jest and scoffing. This story sends shivers down my spine. Sadness fills my heart. How could, pe how could people reject the plea? After all the warnings and witnessing the orderly manner of how the animals and birds entered the ark, people were still not convinced and did not repent. Now Noah and his family were saved and were shut inside the ark, and the others who rejected were shut outside. God is a God of love and doesn't force us in any way, but gives us the choice to make our own decisions. What can we learn from this story? Number one, there was only one way of safety for the people during the flood. It was through the door of the ark. They had to choose to get into it. Number two, there's only one way of salvation. It is through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Number three, God's forgiveness and love and his goodness can overcome all evil. Number four, obedience to God is most important in spite of the ridicule of others. Noah built up the ark for safety and only eight were saved. So we need to build up our relationship with God to be saved when the world is destroyed when Jesus comes the second time. The ultimate sacrifice on the cross was completed and now we have to choose our final destiny. What will it be? Our second character is Moses. Leaders stick up for their people. How very true it is in the story of Moses. Moses was destined to save God's people and to lead them out of the land of bondage. From his birth, we see the events unfold which takes drastic turns. He was hidden from the wicked Pharaoh who sought to kill all Hebrew male in the land. God had a plan for his life and he was rescued by the princess, Pharaoh's daughter, who took him to the palace and adopted him. His mother had the privilege to nurse him and teach him the ways of Yahweh. He grew up knowing the ways of Egyptian culture. He had the best of everything, but he also knew the suffering of his people, the Israelites. One day, he encountered an Egyptian overseer beating one of the Israelite workers. He stepped up to save him, and in the process, he killed the Egyptian and buried him. When word got to the Pharaoh, Moses had to escape from the death penalty. He had to flee from Egypt and went to Midian, 
a desert country south of Judah. He stayed on with Jethro and married Zipporah, one of his daughters. Moses lived there for forty long years and took care of Jethro's flocks. He had to unlearn all that he had learned in Egypt. God had a greater plan and purpose for his life. Yes, it's true. God has to be very convincing in order to get Moses to take action in Exodus 3. This is where Moses has an encounter with God and when he is assigned to go as a leader to bring the Israelites, Moses' native people, out of bondage. He at first gives excuses after excuses as to why he isn't the right guy for the job. When he finally does answer his calling, Moses approaches Pharaoh and boldly passes on the iconic message, Let my people go. The scripture reveals in the book of Genesis 15:13. Then the Lord said to Abram, Now for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for four hundred years. They have been enslaved by Egypt, and Moses was the one enlisted to lead them to freedom. When the time came, Moses was willing to step up and lead. Even though it was difficult at first, even though it took ten plagues to convince the Pharaoh, the Lord equipped Moses for the task and he led the people out of slavery. When God calls you, he, he equips you to carry on his work. Today, we are all slaves to sin and our due punishment is death. But a plan was already set in place. Jesus, the Savior and Redeemer of the world, died for all of us to free us from the bondage of sin. Are you willing to step up? and lead when the time comes? Step up for the unprivileged? Step up for the weaker and unfortunate ones? God may be preparing you for a great work. Don't turn away, but let God use you for his glory and honor. Our next character is David. Leaders do not, leaders are not afraid of giants. The story of David and Goliath is one of the most iconic and celebrated stories from the Old Testament. This story is an inspiring example of how a young lad defeated someone much bigger than him, against the odds. The account of this story is recorded in 1 Samuel chapter 17. The Israelites were getting ready for a battle against the Philistines. A valley separated the two armies. Goliath the champion of the Philistine army, was a giant and over nine feet tall. Every day he would stand on the mountain, fully armed and carrying a huge spear, would challenge the Israelites to send someone to challenge him in a single combat. Goliath taunts the Israelites and challenges them to send him one man. And if that man could defeat him, the Philistines would become their servants. But if the Israelite champion was victorious, the Israelites would win. The Israelites feared this mighty warrior. Even Saul, their king, was apprehensive. But one day, the young shepherd lad accepted the challenge and volunteered to stand up to this giant. He was told by the king to wear the armor for protection, but it was too heavy for him. When Goliath mocked him, David says, you come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, 
but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, whom you have taunted. David picked up five smooth stones, and he uses one in his sling, and he slings it at Goliath's forehead, and knocks the giant to the ground, dead. When the devil taunts you and discourages you from God and his ways, we are assured victory in his name. Satan trembles at the name of Jesus. The last character for our meditation is Jesus. Leaders are servants. One of the most powerful images in the life of Jesus is when he washes his disciples' feet in the Gospel of John chapter 13. When he is finished, he says to them, You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and teacher, washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Jesus, of course, isn't talking about feet. He's talking about servant leadership. Great leaders focus on serving those who follow them, putting the needs of others first before their own. While Jesus was on the earth, he ministered to others first. He loved all and never turned anyone aside who came to him. He set up an example for all of us to follow. Jesus' servant leadership had a great impact on the disciples. He gave them hands-on experience in learning to care for others. They saw and witnessed the many miracles of Jesus. We see it through their lives and what each one did for the Lord after he ascended to heaven. From being disciples of Jesus who followed him, now they became the apostles of Jesus who were in charge of continuing Jesus' ministry of spreading the gospel and creating worship communities. Many gave their lives for the sake of faith. Here are some of the lessons we can learn from the life of Jesus. Number one, love God with all your heart. If we do this, then everything else falls in place. Number two, love others. This is the second greatest commandment that Jesus stressed on. Number three, don't love money. Money in itself is not evil, but the love of money always leads to trouble. Number four, to serve God and not to worry about earthly treasures. Number five, to share with others who ask us for things. Number six, to become perfect like our Father in heaven. We don't have to look far to find examples of servant leadership. We have many Bible examples that we have gone through. We had leaders like Mahatma Gandhi, Abraham Lincoln, Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa, and Martin Luther King Jr. being some of the most well-known we can learn from. In conclusion, let us build up our relationship with God and obey Him like Noah did. Step up like Moses and see the sufferings of others who are unfortunate. Speak up in the name of the Lord when faced with temptations like young David. Set up and practice good values to be a positive example to others like Jesus, who is the perfect and best example of all. Jesus is a friend to all who will reach out to him in faith. May you be touched by his wondrous love and be his hands and feet to bless others. Let us close with a prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, thank you for the examples of the lives of ordinary people who did extraordinary things. 
Thank you for Jesus and his life, the perfect example for us to follow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. May God bless and keep you safe. Have a happy day. With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's word, you are always welcome to write to us. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune, 411037 Maharashtra India And you can email us at helenrichesvi at gmail.com at gmail.com H-E-L-E-N-R-I-C-H-E-S-V at gmail.com You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers. Center of Digital Evangelism CDE 000-800-040-040-1704 Or you can message us directly at plus one Seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine three. And you can email us at Helen Riches at Gmail dot com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at Gmail dot com. We invite you to visit us on our website www.awr.org. This is David. And I am Madhuri signing off at AWR. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye goodbye and and God God bless. bless.